This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a pretty cool experience. I mean, you grow up watching football. You you can't think of a, a better atmosphere than a snowy Lambeau field. I thought our fans did a great job bringing a lot of energy tonight, and we certainly appreciate that. I think our guys feed off that energy, and, you know, we need that moving forward as well. Matt LaFleur after the 24-16 win for the Green Bay Packers against the Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field yesterday. This is the Wendy's Big Show on 105.7 FM. The Fan, 1250 AM and the free radio.com app. Steve Sparky Fivers here. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. The only show in the state with two foreign Packers, hey. Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler. I, I got a question uh, about something we haven't brought up yet on the show, talking about the, this Packers game and, and stuff that happened after the game. Uh, and Mike Clemens joins us now here in studio, uh, brought to you by Potawatomi. Uh you guys, I already know Gary's answer, so I'm going to skip Gary. Leroy, when you played for Holmgren, uh, Lindy Infante, uh, Mike Sherman, these guys. Ray Rose. There's stories coming out, and Clemens will verify this once you have your answer, of LaFleur going around the locker room talking to like each guy and, and thanking them for what they did in the game and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently this is happening after every game. One way or the win or loss, mm-hmm. he's going around Good. and doing this. I didn't hear this about McCarthy necessarily. Mm. Is this something that was common when you were playing from head coaches? Absolutely. After every game, you, they come around? Absolutely. I've always seen my coaches in the locker room. Coach Bobby Bowden wouldn't leave till the last guy was thanked, including the trainer. He just appreciated it. Because he said, I know I get all the headlines. I get all the wins. Wins and loss, but I appreciate you guys. That's why I went to Florida State. But Mike Hunger was sitting next to you, especially if you had a good game. If you didn't, He'll stand in front of you. But if he's sitting next to you, the other guy's trying to get dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. I say, are you getting an extension or something while you down here? Well, I just like to connect with my guys. It's my first year being a head coach. I'm thinking that this is the way I want to do I want to connect with my players. I thought it was like, and the pros did, wouldn't do this. But Lenny Infante would meet you to your car. Like, I'm like, okay, we're leaving. Well, that's cool. Walking Thought you messed up or something. Butler, I'm looking for you. I said, what's up, coach? Yeah. Man, that was a great game, man. Open the door and get in. Get in, in the car. Gary, I had that 300 Nissan Z, Ooh, Z that, T-top. You quiet one. Yeah, he's sitting there. We talked about the game. I said, this is – maybe it's just me because I'm like, not only am I the best-looking Packer, but mm-hmm. – Suck up. Maybe it was just me. Yep. Talked to everybody, shook their hand. I said, this is amazing. Now, I later learned that a lot of guys at other teams, Mike, didn't get that kind of stuff. But my, I was fortunate my coaches did it. But Holmgren did it to another level. The way I really appreciated that, especially after a tough loss. You know the one time he did it, Steve? When we got beat from your team. Colts? Yeah. yeah. You see the Colts lost to the horrible he, Dolphins over the weekend? They're about, about to, you. Well, stuff happening. They're about you. to win three straight. Hoyer, Hoyer threw, Hoyer threw three picks in that game. I had Pascal. Vinny Terry's about to get cut. 
Well, don't well, give me a heartburn, Steve. But after that game, come over. He got this. You know, he had that. Mike, he had that big mustache. Mm-hmm. Always smiling. had food in it. Because I think he kind of knew that this would, you know, I need to find out if, this, if my guys are hurting. I need to go let them know that I'm hurting, too. Well, on the surface, it sounds like the coach is, like you say, sucking up to players. But really, at the end no, of the day. No, he was saying me. Leroy's me, sucking yeah, up me. to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you know how I do no. that, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> no. Which is good. Another no, when, when people hear yeah, this, they, they think, well, really? I mean, he's the coach. Isn't, shouldn't he be the strict disciplinarian and, and you know, put some distance between to, to be objective with your players? Mm-hmm. No. When you get to the NFL, and it's like LaFleur even admitted to, I think it was today, it's like, these people are putting their bodies on the line for me. And if they're not out there and available, I'm not going to have a job. We're going to lose. And there were times that I saw McCarthy hug Aaron Rodgers because I was, if I was the first one in the locker room, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was saving his bacon, man, and, mm-hmm. and putting his body on the line. And, and you could see that McCarthy was, I mean, Rodgers was still sweating with pads on. I hadn't, hadn't taken a thing off. McCarthy still got frostbite on his face, and he's he's looking at him. And he's basically debriefing him, probably before he has to go out and talk to the media, and then he's giving him a hug. That's like three, four years ago, mm-hmm. not any time recently, right? But you saw that, and uh, so yeah, it, I saw one coach that I had never seen do this before. This was in public during team warmups on the field, visiting a team, New York Jets, and the head coach was going to each and every fifty-three bands on that field, doing their leg lifts and stuff to talk to him, to talk down to him, yep. to pat him, let, I mean, touch the back of their head and all that. And that was Rex Ryan. And that dude connected Buddy, with his players very well. Buddy Ryan's kid. Yep. Totally you know? different from what is possible. I saw Doug Peterson okay. after the playoff loss this past year. Yep. He met every player in the tunnel before they got into the locker room, yeah. and they caught him on camera right away, and he's, he's nice. going through, giving a hug. And you could tell, I mean, the tears are coming down his eyes or whatever. Because I think we forget about this. This is one of the only professions where – it's not only your performance that keeps your job security. It's 53 other dudes that they're the reason why you hold your job. And I think every, every once in a while, even though they're going to decide whether you're going to be cut or get a contract or whatever, every once in a while the general manager comes in and looks at a guy who's struggling with injuries and come up to him like a Ron Wolf or a Ted Thompson would go to a player and say, you know, how's it going? We appreciate what you're doing. Hang in there. I saw Mark Murphy uh, walk up to a player who's had – history of injuries and talk to him in his locker during mm-hmm. training camp. Like, you know, hang in there. It's going to be okay. You know, we're, we're looking out for you. Don't worry about it. You know, you're going to have a fair shot here. When I got back from the honor flight, I know it's uh veterans day and we appreciate the service. Of our, our service members, men, women. I mean, we appreciate it. If it wasn't Today for you veterans guys, day, yeah. yeah, it wasn't for you guys. We wouldn't even have this show, but the first player, I mean, first person, we got back from the honor flight that, it was, I think it was late, like 8 o'clock, bad weather on a Saturday was Mark Murphy. He oh, first yeah. got to the airport. Yeah. I'm shaking people's hands. Like, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like the president of the Packers. Because it was in Green Bay. Yeah. And, the, and the Bucks and the Brewers, thank, I really appreciate what they've done um, for veterans as well because they provided some players. Um, for, and they left out of Milwaukee. And it, it's a lot of video up. So I just think that sometimes we lose sight of what how important, and this should be every year. But we'll since it's a holiday, we acknowledge it. But I like to acknowledge these guys every day. Matter of fact, at five o'clock, only veterans can call in. 
Can we get that done? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good Only one. Only I like that rule. Yeah, just give them a lane. Their own lane. They can say what you want to say. We got your back. Our Green and Gold Insider, Mike Clemens, joining us here in the studio. Oh, he's a Green and Gold Bay- Insider? Green and Gold Insider reporter. The what? dude is up there. He knows everything. Embedded. He knows where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> we don't let him come back here until, like, February. <laughs> Mike, as, as a huge Packer fan that I grew up and, and love that team and love that atmosphere, yesterday mm-hmm. felt like, December football in November. It felt like Lambeau weather, and it felt like a little bit of mystique that's finally coming back for the green and gold and a big win up at Lambeau in the snow. Yeah, I kind of joked with uh, LaFleur after the game. I said, man, you got tundra before even Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got the full effect with the snow coming in and the feel of it and you know the home field advantage, a little bit of the mystique there. Okay, And he said, yeah, it was great. And it's great that you know some of our first-year players here in Green Bay, they got exposed to that, and we're going to need that momentum if we got – you know, the game's getting That's more important as you go. We were watching the game at the Mecca uh, Sports Bar, and I was saying, I bet you right now he's going, why in the world did I take this job? I could right. have been in Tennessee. I don't get yeah. with all this crap down right. there. Now I'm stuck here. And, I'm wearing and we a just hat got in in November, <laughs> and I'm getting snowed and Next on. time I'm wearing a hat. I'm, I'm not wearing a, a baseball game. game. Right. Crazy. Yeah, to a game like that. Uh, I uh, raised a question with Rodgers uh, right after the game because they started out the game, Aaron Rodgers under center, Hands off to Aaron Jones to the right-hand side, plus nine. Then he goes pass. They get a false start from Jimmy Graham. False start at home. Then another pass, and what? Punt. And they had some bad punts again yesterday. Um, they Then they got it going. They kept on going with the pass. And, of course, they, had, uh, they were taking advantage of a depleted secondary for Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers. James Bradbury is their starting corner. He was out of the game. He was inactive with a groin injury. Dante Jackson, he left the game with a leg injury. Ross Cockrell was 47. I didn't know if he was a linebacker or what. He's like a backup. They moved him into corner, and he'd have to either cover uh, Aaron Jones if he was out there in the space or Devontae Adams. That wasn't a good matchup. And then they had a kid out there, Luke Cole, 32. He was a safety. He was promoted to the active 53 on Saturday from the practice squad. Wow. That's how, you know, and so the – so I'm just, okay, now I get it. I mean, the Packers know this. LaFleur knows this. Nathaniel Hackett knows this. Aaron Rodgers knows this. Let's pass now, man. Let's challenge these newbies that are out there running around, you know, because they didn't know they were going to be even playing this game. So that's why it was pass-pass, get the points up on the scoreboard, come back in the second half. Brilliant that they scored on that opening drive, that they turned it around and got that score in. And then what did they do? They clocked the game, and then they, they pounded the rock in the second half in the snow and all that. I love, though, those misdirection plays that they when they got into the red zone after pass-pass, they got into the red zone, and then they used that that triple fake. Now, that's what you're going to see tonight when you watch the 49ers because Shanahan's Talk got those me. dudes doing it better than anybody. He's got it better than McVay ever had it going last year when the, when the Rams were white hot. And this is the stuff we saw that LaFleur was adamant about with Rodgers, even to the point, too, when Rodgers would be under center OTAs, minicamp that he comes back, he makes the first fake, and then, Gary, he turns all the way around as a quarterback and he hunches over. He bends his head down so that you can't tell if he's still got the ball for uh, an end reverse or if he's just carried empty hands because he's already handed off the ball. But he was making Aaron Rodgers complete the fake in a new way that Rodgers had never done before. But that's all out the window when Aaron's standing back there looking like a McCarthy, you know, shotgun. Hanging out in the shotgun. Pistol, you know, handoff, that kind of stuff. Although they used the misdirection when they got into the red zone and it worked because, they, you know, Aaron Jones got three touchdowns last night. So, 
it goes back and forth. Uh, that's why I think they were doing some of the things that they were doing last night with the depleted secondary that the Carolina Panthers come in. Now, I'm the one that said, you know, there's times where you look at this Packers team and say, these guys easily could be five and four. Sure. They got a great penalty call when they were playing the Lions on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. at home at Lambeau Two of Field. Them. They play the Chiefs, no Patrick Mahomes. No Chris Jones on the defensive line who was blowing up people or yesterday. Or Frank Clark, yeah. Or, or, million or dollar Frank man. Clark or your left tackle when you're down in Kansas City. Okay? So week after week, it's like, yeah, but this was, you know, or, or Derek Carr's number one receiver was missing when the Raiders came to town. And then the Raiders, you know, put on a pretty good show against the Chargers the other night at home at Oakland. On the other hand, I also thought about this. Even though the Packers have got 22, 23 players on the, on the injured list last week, these guys are still sucking up and playing for each other. They're playing through their injuries. And you got Jair Alexander, who has some kind of a groin thing on Friday. They put him down as questionable. He's out there last night. You really put down so, as doubtful on Friday play every week, Mike. That too. Injury reports that too. But what I'm just saying is I'll give, I'll give these Very. 2019 Packer players, because your responsibility as players is to make yourself available. And it's whatever availability you, is the best ability. Whatever you did in the off season, whatever you're doing week to week, and and you know when when the Packers have been riddled with injuries and guys that are inactive and can't play or go on the IR, what has Packer fans said? Well, you know, fire the training specialist, right? Fire the weight coach, fire the head coach. Well, they did all that. They've got a new weight training specialist and conditioning uh, specialist in Chris Grizzy, the former linebacker. They got a new head coach. They got new position coaches. And right now, it's like Bakhtiari said on your show a couple weeks ago, I have never felt this good week seven into a into a into a they're, season. They're so healthy in seven and, years of doing this. And they've definitely been aided in that sense. But then as well, you you also rattle off four straight wins without Devontae Adams. And and the the ability to get wins when you needed them dis, despite how you have to get the win and, and what conditions you're going after. I think one part of this last night's game, Mike, that was was crucial was the ability to put the stinker behind you and establish again a multitude of different ways to beat somebody. Get like back you said, to your real identity. Get back to your identity of we're going to beat what you don't do well. And Carolina, though, countered with, wow, did you see what the Chargers did to Billy Taylor? And Balaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they attacked the right side of that offensive and, line, that's yeah, for sure. And that's where the, some of the pressure was coming in on Rodgers. There was one really, really nice, and this is offensive line geek from me, Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari working so well on Mario Addison on the far side. They stunted late, and Elton Jenkins was just in David's hip pocket, takes Addison from the inside move, and Bakhtiari just pancaked the D-tackle coming around yeah, to the outside. but you know, there's a couple times now where Bakhtiari is missing. Has gotten blown off, yeah. He used to be just perfect. No one could get around him. And then he gets a, a hand-to-face penalty, and he hasn't been on the injury report. I'm just wondering if he's had so he's had more penalties now than ever before. He never had penalties before. But they're calling him for hand-to-face. They're calling for holding. How much has that messed up his technique? How much has that got him thinking, like, I don't want to you know, get my team hit with another 5- or 10-yard penalty. And and so therefore, sometimes sometimes he's losing the battle at left tackle. That- and along with that, when when they put themselves in better positions, when you have the one two punch that they do right now with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, you guys could tell me this better than than anybody else. I know Leroy's team had a good one two punch. 
I haven't seen a one-two punch like they have right now since I've been watching Packer football because that goes back to Amon Green. That's Ryan Grant, maybe James Starks. These guys blow those dudes out of the water. I don't think they've really had anybody like Aaron Jones per se either. I'm I agreeing with power and speed, so that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones isn't power and speed, right, Gary? And You'd don't say, forget I'm he had Amon William Henderson. Him. Amon had William Henderson as a lead blocker, is a true fullback, right? But Amon Green was it was him and Priest Holmes did everything for a good two, three, four years in the NFL. They were the two main guys doing everything. And Mike Sherman believed in running the football with Kevin Barry out there as the extra offensive lineman, all that stuff. So that was a little bit different of a time. Bennett and Dorsey Levinson, neither one of those guys were speedsters. I mean, they were both solid running backs, but they weren't speedsters. I don't know Brockington and Lane. I don't even know that's if a that's, good, that's a maybe. good comparison. Is that it? Back I, in 72. I yeah. think that might be the closest comparison that I got. I don't know. Gary might have something better. Yeah, he might be right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you see Jay Sternberger out there? Yeah. The Fleur likes him. Running around, around a little bit, Mike. Running around a little bit. See, now. Did you I, see him running around, Mike, or no? The Fleur well, said I, the presser. He played I, well. I did. And I think he ended up having like. 17 to 20 snaps or something. Yep. So here's the deal. I, you know, talking to him when he arrived in Green Bay, and he'd only had really one full year of, you know, college football. And, I mean, even Gudikins was was hinting, this is a project, but, you know, we really like his hands and what he does over the middle. You know, we're practically will redshirt him. And then I see him get blown up during the joint uh, practices against the Texans. And I talked to the kid and said, boy, he's really young. I mean, he's really young. And that's another reason why when they think ahead, they got Jimmy Graham, they got Mercedes, okay, Tanyan in his second year and all that. But last night, he's off the IR, and they threw him in there. And I don't think he got anything targeted. Well, the same but, with Ibrahim but, Campbell. But this but this 87 was out there uh, blocking, man. You know, I mean, I saw he was making a lot of plays. That was a knock on him coming well, out that he wasn't going to block. Game, right. He right, didn't right. want to block. No, no, and he, you know, he looks like a receiver. He doesn't look like a tight end. Well, the knock was he just doesn't want to, didn't want to block in college, period. Like that, he does not something yeah. he wanted to do. But that he's a hands guy, whatever. That's another one that you just mentioned. Ibrahim Campbell. This guy just came off an ACL. It's his first game back. And LaFleur said today he had 40 snaps, 15 on special teams. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. You line up in a 3-4, and you put your big guys last night to deal with Christian McCaffrey because, like, we're not going to let McCaffrey run. We're going to plug that up, and we'll force the kid, 23-year-old Kyle Allen, the quarterback, to throw the football, kind of like what they did with Trubisky week one. Although Allen is, looks much better, doesn't he? Yeah, showed up a lot more than Mitch Trubisky did Stands in that sense. Stands tall in the pocket, quick, hand, the ball comes out, and he's alert, and he's looking around nice. And guess what? He's running Norv's offense. Unlike, you know, Cam Newton, who's just trying to be, you know, superstar, and I'll, I'll run the ball and get myself killed and my favorite part about, on IR. My favorite part about Kyle Allen is, and, and we got to get to the top of the hour here, but he was the dude that in high school, he was the number one player coming out of high school. Yeah. And never really lived up to it in college. Yeah. Gary, we talk about this with, with top players, right? Where it, it's always when people would say, you should have seen this dude in high school. Mm-hmm. You got to see that dude from high school. At, just went out and played Played hard, played fun, so had the, fun. So the story with this Campbell is this. Everybody's been looking about, what are they going to do and get some help for Blake Martinez? This is apparently the help because they pulled out Oren Burks, you know, and this guy gets as many as 40 yeah. snaps. Now, Oren saw, Burks gets four. There's a, and it, Campbell is really smart. When you talk to him, he, you can see why what the coaches are talking about. 
There was a couple times, though, I saw him run out there like late personnel change, right? And then he'd have to go up to Martinez, which is okay to do because Martinez knows what everything's supposed to be. He's the QB, right? But, yeah, but he would run up to him and say, what what am I doing? What am I And then, you know, he'd point to him, and then he'd, you know, shuffle over there, and then the ball would be snapped, and he'd try to make a play. But he ended up having like six or seven tackles last night. He got a forced fumble, and he's out there on special teams. I mean, they just – this guy's off IR, off an ACL. That he 11 months. It happened in a, in a slippery conditions like last night against the Cardinals game, the one where McCarthy got fired after the game. But he's back in there, and this is it, man. They they want this. To, and so what's so interesting is this, is that you're 8-2, and two, and you're bringing along these kinds of guys into the program to get ready for December football. I mean, that's brilliant. Well, if, We're winning the game and still training at the same time. If Sternberger is able to develop in any type of receiving threat down the middle of the field, by the time they get to the playoffs, that's a huge bonus pop, Gary. Well, it helps, it, and it helps out the tight end position because Tanyan's still not back with this hip right. injury, no doubt. And 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 so they need something with some speed or whatever, you know, to go along with Jimmy Graham and Mercedes Lewis to add to help with that tight end position. So they're going to throw this rookie in there and see what he can do. A little bit of news, and since we have Mike Clemens in here, I'll read it right now. The Green Bay Packers announcing uh, the super sub Zeke Bradkowski passing away today at the age of eighty-eight. Yeah. A three-time Super Bowl champion backup quarterback with the Green Bay Packers. All those years through the Lombardi years, and then a long-time quarterbacks coach in the NFL. Very, very good quarterbacks coach. That's Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold reporter. Thanks, Mike. You bet, boy. He's brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino, gaming, casino, whatever you want, spa. It's all at PaysBig.com. Stevie, Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, that's the place you want to go. They Mm. always got a fun, fun, delicious food. Thanks for Wendy's coming in and supplying our party for Anthony Mandela's last day. I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard Sheila brought uh, a bunch of food for you guys. Oh, it was fun. It was right? really she fun. She had some chili, right? Yep. Had some nuggets. nuggets. Some spicy nugs. Yeah, and I'm guessing Anthony Mandela loved every single moment of it. Oh, yeah. yeah he cleaned it up pretty Yeah, he was well. pretty happy. Hey, two for $5. They got another great deal going on at Wendy's right now. Two fades for just 5 bucks. Choose from the 10-piece spicy or crispy nugs, a Dave single, or a spicy chicken sandwich. Wendy's two for $5. That's a win-win. We got you. Spicy nuggets are available for a limited time only. It's the Wendy's Big Show on 105.7 FM. The fan, your only place to react with two former Green Bay Packers after a Packers win is right here on The Fan. Ryan Wood, our insider, comes up in 30 minutes on 105.7 FM. The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.